Join us for a life-changing encounter with Bishop Samson Tisi. Bishop Samson is the resident pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Bolgatanga, originating from the United Denomination of Lighthouse Group of Churches. Be blessed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another opportunity we have to be gathered in your presence. We pray that you give us understanding into your word. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Welcome, friends and brothers and sisters. And last week, we started sharing on uh, features of a person who is going to be a leader in the church. We said essential features, essential characteristics, things we must look out for, for individuals that are supposed to be brought up and raised to become leaders in a, a congregation or a church. And there are things that such individuals must have if they are really called. You see these things in them. And seeing these things also shows that more often than not, there's a call upon their lives. So last week, we shared about two of them. And the first characteristic of feature, essential feature, was to see that a, pers- a person in question has a personal relationship with the Lord. You remember, it is God's work that the person is supposed to come and do. So it cannot be that the God whose work you are coming to do, you don't know him. And 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 And, and, and this is a very big thing for a person planning and trying to become a leader in the house of God. Paul said in Philippians 3, 10, that I may know him, that I may know him, I may know Christ, I may know the fellowship of his suffering, I may know, I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. So it is it is a, it's a knowing because it's easy to talk about somebody you know than somebody you don't know. So if it is the call of God and it's God's word we are going to speak and it's God we are going to talk about and, and witness to the world about, then the onus is on us for us to rise up and know more about the person. And the more you know about God, the better you'll be his ambassador to, to, to take his word to the kingdoms of the world, I mean, to the nations of the world. So that's what we said. And he said it's very important because we remember Jesus in Matthew 7 where he says some people will come at the last day and stand before him and when they are questioned, they will tell Jesus that I know you. And Jesus will say, I don't know you. And they will tell Jesus that they know him because they did mighty works in his name. They did miracles in his name. And Jesus will come out and say that I don't know you. Which is a very serious statement because the people have might have done great works in his name and yet Jesus may not know them at all and it shouldn't surprise you because you may be working in an organization and you don't even know who the founder of the organization is who the leader is or you know that you are being employed in the work as to how that work came to be you don't know so it is not too surprising you may work for the government as a civil servant a public servant and 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 the government, the president doesn't know you. He doesn't have to know you actually. But if you are going to be a good ambassador for that government, then you have to know m- more about the government. So that's what we are saying. That that we should know God. 
we should know him. We should be knowledgeable about the person we are going to talk about. Bible says that when we receive, we receive the Holy Ghost, power will come upon us. And that power that comes upon us is supposed to make us witnesses. Do you understand? Witnesses to be people who talk about him in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. How can you talk about somebody that you don't know? So it is very important. Very, very important. In Second Peter 3, 18, uh, Peter admonishing the, 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 the people of God says that they should grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You grow in it. It's a choice because you can't grow, you can't know somebody until you want to know the person. It's intentional. You want to know somebody, you have to get close to know him. You want to know about God? Everything about him is in the Bible. And he also gives revelation. And the revelation even comes based on your determination to know him. Because God always hides. In Isaiah, I said that I'm God who hided, the God who hided himself. It's not as if he doesn't want anybody to know him. But he doesn't want casual people, people who are not serious to know him. But he said that those who seek me, they will find me. So I pray that, my brother, you, you seek to find God and have a personal knowledge about him. And it will become much more easier to talk about somebody you know than somebody you do not know. And then number two, he also said that the, that person who have the call to be a leader in the church of God and to be leader of that, that group must have interest in listening to preaching and watching of videos, which is also very important to, 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 to listen, to listen. Because faith itself comes by hearing. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear about God, the more you hear about what God has used people to do, the more faith you have in him. And also when you see God using another human being just like you, a person you know, and in spite of all his shortcomings, how God have used that person, it will make you also know that if God can use that man, then God can also use you. And that is why all other professions, footballers, musicians, choristers, you see that people learn, they learn from those ahead of them. And so we also, if you are going to be good ambassadors of God and be, and be pastors, leaders, lay pastors, and, and what have you, then we are supposed to learn about that person. And many people have gone ahead of us who have done well for God, who have stood for God, who have been generous of God. And they have written their examples. They are written how they got to know God. They've written what God did through them. If you really also want to be a great man of God, a good man of God, I think it would be good to walk in those steps. And I don't think it's only for leaders in the church. Footballers, you see some of them, most every footballer has somebody he's trying to become or he's copying. I, I like to score goals like this man does. I like to do this. All other games, all other sports. And if you come to the music industry, it's the same. For a choir to rehearse a song to sing in church, it may take them hours, hours on end, learning, then they again, again. Why? Because they have somebody have sung. And as they are also aspiring to sing one day, the best way is to copy this one. Then after some time, you do your own variations. And that's how it is. So... That is how, if you look at a country like Korea, they, they copied Japanese cars, they copied uh, 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 German cars, Opel. I mean, if you look at Opel Cadet, 
You see that Dewu is, is their brother. If you see Sanyong, Sanyong is Benz, Mercedes Benz. You see uh, uh, Hyundai, you are talking about Toyota. That's what they did. Initially, they were even putting the engine itself directly. So you open open a Dewu and the engine is cadet direct. Or you open Sanyong, you see Benz engine with Benz on it. Because they had perfected the body, but they had not perfected the engine. But now, they are making engines big time. They are even they, they are making ship a rear ship ocean liner. They make the engines because they perfected the initial one, and then they have now added their parts. I hope you understand. So it cannot be that as you are there, you say you want to be a pastor, you want to be a man of God. You don't listen to any man of God. You are just there. You don't watch any video. But well, there's no video about God. You are going to watch. God hasn't got any message. The message is the Bible. But we don't have any audio message that God is pre preaching. But God has worked with some men of old. Work with prophets, work with apostles, evangelists, teachers. So based on the call God has given to you, there must be somebody that you follow. And I believe you're going to do it. Number three that we are sharing today is your personal fasting life. Personal fasting life. Jesus Christ began his ministry, the earthly ministry by doing 40 days and 40 nights fasting. Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4. You see it clearly there. Until then, he was just a carpenter in the system. Then, John the Baptist was baptizing. Then Jesus went to baptize. Remember, he alone, he was praying when he was going to fast, when he was going to be baptized. And the Bible says that was being baptized, the heaven over him was open. Then, uh, 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 the Holy Ghost came upon him bodily like a dove and then he heard the voice of God that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased listening to him and then from there the spirit of God led him and for 40 days and 40 nights he, 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 he went through fasting and prayer and remember after that the tempter came and tempted him and all that but what we learn from it is that the, the, to, to, to work for God the work of God is sacrificial. There's, there's, there's something about sacrificing it. And 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 fasting is also very sacrificial. It's, it's, it's something that is, is, is like you are, it hardens you. It's hardness. In, in 2 Timothy, Paul says that we, 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 we should endure hardness as soldiers of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ hardened, hardened himself. I mean, if you can stay 40 days without eating, then you can do anything. It means you can sacrifice anything because hungry hunger is very difficult. It's very difficult thing to go through. So if you can voluntarily decide that I'm not eating for forty days and I'm not eating for forty nights, then you'd have you'd have done a very tremendous job. And I believe for everybody, God is going to use what Jesus did is an example to us. You may not do forty days, forty nights, but definitely there must be sacrifice because if you cannot sacrifice your stomach, I don't know what you can sacrifice. And you see, there are many people in church in, in, in Christendom who cannot sacrifice anything. They can't sacrifice their stomach. They can't sacrifice their, 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 their money. They can't sacrifice their time. They can't sacrifice anything. And I've come to see that those who don't sacrifice in one area, like something like fasting, they can't, even their moral life, see that often is not correct. They can't sacrifice that area too. But he that is unstable in one thing is unstable in all his ways. That's what James says in James chapter 1. So, so, so that's how it is. So I believe we are supposed to fast. It's not something that if you like, but I think that 
is something that we have to do. In in Matthew, Matthew chapter six, when Jesus was teaching us about 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 alms giving prayer, in verse sixteen, he said, "And when you fast, and when 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 means it will happen, but it's just a matter of what what time." So you are expected when you fast, when I come. If somebody tells you when I come, it means the person have told you he's coming, but as you don't know exactly maybe what time. It's, it's different from if I come. If I come, it's more conditional. If there's something persisted, but it said when I come, it means it's coming. But Jesus said that when thou fast, when, it means he's looking out for the fasting. He's waiting for you to fast. He's on standby for you to fast. And I believe that for us to also have successful ministries, what he did, we may also have to do the same thing. You can't you can't get the result he had if you're not ready to do what he did. So I believe that fasting is also very important. And then there are situations in life which will not go, which will not be dealt with just by prayer. Prayer is very important. It's the most important thing in the life of a Christian. I mean, to 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 want to talk to God, we want to know the mind of God and to talk to him and ask questions. But there are things that prayer alone will not solve it. And you need a, 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 a catalyst, a, a, something to speed up that reaction. And that is why Jesus in, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, he, he told the disciples, the disciples couldn't cure an epileptic boy. Remember in Matthew 17, Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration with, with, with Peter, James, and John. These are the three inner circle guys. And whilst they were there, Jesus saw the the the, the FFV open, Isaiah, and Moses, and Elijah came, and all that. But whilst they were there enjoying themselves, and Jesus was talking to Moses and and, and Elijah, and all the 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 the, 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 the wonderful things happening. A man who had come down at the mountain where the Thomas and the Judas and those guys were was also bought a son. The son was epileptic. He's convulsing and falling down, even in fire. And when he came, I believe they tried to pray for him. It didn't just work. So later on, when Jesus Christ came down with the, with the, with the three guys, this man came to kneel down before him. And then express what has happened and told him that he brought this guy. This is his son is 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 perpetually being demonized, and sometimes he falls in fire, in water, and he says it's a demon, and this demon wants to destroy my son. I thank God for the, the, the sincerity and, and the spiritual understanding of the men of old. They they saw things that are demonic and they call it as such. We would have given it some name. He said it's a demon, and Jesus Christ commanded the spirit and the spirit departed and the boy became healed. So when the, the father was gone and all the everything was gone, the Jesus Christ was with his disciples. They asked him why they couldn't cast that demon. And then in Matthew 17, 21, Jesus told them this kind, this type of devils, this kind, they don't go just by prayer. But in addition to prayer, you need fasting. So, so that, that tells us there are situations in our lives we have prayed and prayed and prayed and we see no change. Sometimes we may need to add fasting to it. Sometimes we may need to add fasting to it. And I believe as a Christian, we, 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 fasting should be part of our lives. Because even in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the time of Jesus Christ, 
in Luke chapter 18, the, the Bible said the Pharisee went to synagogue to pray with a publican. A publican is somebody who takes taxes, who in those days was seen as a, a sinner who will never make it for heaven. And the Bible said, whilst they were praying, the, the, the Pharisees said that, I thank God that I am not like other men. <laughs> other men. They said that I am not an extortioner, I am not a, a unjust, I'm not an adulterer, living like this man. Can, I mean, can you imagine? You have gone to your church to pray. Me too, I'm praying. All this insinuation that you are casting, that you are mentioning names. And then he said that I fast twice a week. I fast twice a week. I give tithe of all that I had. He bragged. But the Bible said the other guy, the, the Republican, he stood there. Everything this man has said is true. He's an unjust because, you see, those who take taxes often, you see that they increase it. They won't take the correct thing. Adulterer, he has a wife and he has some other, other women. Unjust, he was an unjust person. No justice. But he realized that this man has said everything about him. He doesn't need to pray. Bible said that he began to beat his chest and said that God be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Bible said he went to justified than the guy who who justify himself but what I, I want to say is that this Pharisee made it clear that they were fasting twice every week and remember jesus told the disciples he said accept your righteousness become better than these scribes and pharisees you will not make it for heaven so what does it mean it means that the people who are not even go to heaven they are fasting twice a week so you that i'm talking to who is going to heaven Maybe you may even have to increase yours. So I believe that it is it is something that God is expecting us to do. And so let's sacrifice our stomach a little. It's not easy. But as 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 a spiritual growth and maturity, it is something that we need to do. We we, we cannot just be eating every day. And I, fasting is even good for your health. I mean, even health reasons. We also know that it's good to also fast sometimes. So I believe that a person who is going to be a candidate. Of, 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 of the high office of being a leader in the church, one of the characteristics that is expected of such a person is that apart from knowing God, listening to preaching and all that, he must also be somebody who I, I believe must be able to sacrifice, put the stomach down because of God that he's seeking. And then number four, the, the person who is supposed to be trained to become a leader in the church must be available. I mean, this cannot be overemphasized. You need to be trained. Maybe as a lay person, you already do your, your, your secular work and you have to be trained in the church. Or even if you want to be a full-time person. Definitely, that's why people go to Bible school for three years, for two years, for one year, and even more. That is availability to be trained. And that's why we go to school. If you are going to primary school, you have to be there. You cannot be in your house. Secondary school, university, it, that's how it is. And even those who do all courses online, there's a part that they go to the school itself. So, so you cannot want to be trained to become a leader and you are not available. You have to be available. Availability is the most important. Why is it important? Because, see, often you learn from a person. You learn from somebody. But how can you learn from somebody where, when you are not available? 
if you look at what Peter did and other disciples did, the examples they be show in the Bible is what they saw Jesus doing. If you take, for example, the, the raising of Jairus' daughter in Mark chapter 5. When Peter had the opportunity of also raising Tabitha, Dorcas, in Asatanai, he did the same thing. How Jesus Christ went to the house, he said the, the, the daughter is not dead. He said those who are crying should go out of the house. Everything was the same. And Peter also raised Tabitha also from the dead using the same thing because you can't do what you have not seen that's what you must understand what you have seen is easier to do what you have not seen you have no idea how to do it so availability being there practically is very important there are many people who want to be trained and but don't want to be available if you go to universities there are people like that let me second rescues they won't even come for the lecture. They won't come for the class. And if it's, if it's a good school, you cannot have your way because you cannot just be walking around. You are supposed to be a student, but you, you won't be in class. Some teachers will fail you if it's a university and you are noted to be a, a, a true and who will not be in class. You, you are a stubborn guy who... You are, you are doing every other thing apart from the course for which you came to the school. A lecturer can just fail you by being absent. Because if you didn't, we're not there when this this course was taught, this subject was taught, then you cannot qualify. And I, I, I believe that lecturer will be 100% correct because you are going to be very dangerous. You are going to do surgery and you haven't learned how to do it. But I'm told that the doctors, you you observe one and how can you observe a doctor you are doing surgery? You have to observe a senior doctor, as a senior surgeon doing it. Then you observe. Then I'm told that you later assist one so you have observed, you might have read from the book, they take you to the theater, you observe it yourself, then now you assist. In other words, you are bringing the, 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 the tools that are being used and then instruments, then you are assisting. Then the third is you yourself, you do one. How can all this be done when you are not there? So being there is not something that we can, we can take for granted at all. I believe among the points, maybe this is the most important. You must be there because somebody is training you. The training, somebody has qualified and that person is training you. How can you learn from a person that you don't see? So my brother, don't, don't think that you can learn. Don't think that you about this school, school, these classes, meeting. It, does, it means something. You see it. And when you have seen something, that experience will allow you to do it. You see, Thomas in the Bible, many people are not called Thomas. And Thomas may have been a very good man. But there was one meeting that he was not there. And from that day, I mean, the name Thomas is almost synonymous with doubting Thomas. Doubting. When you say Thomas, it's like doubting Thomas. What, what happened? Because Jesus Christ had died. He told them he in his death after three days, he will be raised again. But of course, they wouldn't understand. Because nobody have died who have come back to life. So definitely, whatever he was saying, they wouldn't understand. So... That's not the issue. But he told them that he, they should go and wait in Jerusalem. When he told them, it's a instruction he gave, even after he, he, he had died, before he died, he told them. Then practically when he resurrected, he went to where he was supposed to see them. And guess what? When they went, they were assembled together at the upper room, but Brother Thomas was not there. 
John chapter 20. Maybe if you read from verse 19, Thomas was just not there. And you would have thought that, oh, but if he was not there, it wasn't a big deal. He, he can make it up next week. No. There are some meetings that if you are not there, you see, the amazing thing is that the one who is not there doesn't know what he has lost because he wasn't even there. In fact, he didn't even know there was a meeting. But there's a meeting that that impact greatness. We were not in that meeting. And Jesus Christ, the, the door was locked. They were afraid of the reprisal from Jesus Christ, who, who they say is, a, is, is not a correct man of God and all that. So if we are the disciples and they've killed him, the tendency to also get us and killed was very high. So they were hiding. As they were, they, they were afraid. And as the doors were locked, Jesus Christ just stood in front of them. And then he said, heal. And then he just uh, uh, greeted them. Then he showed his side where they pierced. He showed his hands to substitute where they nailed pass and all that. Then the Bible said that he spoke to them. Then he breathed upon them. Receiving the Holy Ghost. Then he disappeared. Then they went to tell Thomas that, brought Thomas, Thomas should have been here. What was it? We have seen the Lord. You guys were not serious. The Jesus that we buried last week, you have seen him where? And he argued that he is here until he has seen Jesus. And he has seen where the, the nail where, 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 where pierced and that hole. I think the nails were big, maybe some eight inches or six inches. So he, he has to put his finger literally in it. He will not just, it cannot work. You see, faith came by hearing him. He, has, he was not there. But those who were there, they have seen the Lord. They are happy. All the morning had turned to rejoicing, to dancing. Not Thomas. And that's why I'm telling you, my brother, this is your church that you go today, you won't go tomorrow. People who don't attend church often, they, are not, they don't become proper Christians. They come today, you will see them, some psychedelic type of Christianity, and you don't have time, but they have time for football. I don't have time, but they have time to do something else. I don't have time. They have time for their work, their school. The only thing they don't have time for is, is God, who will help them. But the Bible said that Jesus Christ was very merciful. So Jesus, another day, they have some few days later, they were there. Those were still long. Jesus appeared again. He came directly for Uncle Thomas. So he went to Thomas. I think from I think verse 23, he said that, come. Come and trust your hand into the hole. The hole you are talking about, put your hand there. Then now, I mean, Thomas even became ashamed. Then he said, my Lord and my God. You see, when he saw, he saw the truth. That Jesus Christ is God. He can die and rise again. You call him my Lord and my God. So I'm saying this to tell you that if you say you are a Christian, be a Christian. You can't be a, a, somebody who, who is a footballer. You say, I, mean, I don't go to the, the pitch. I don't go, I don't go for rehearsal. I don't you have to be a chorister who don't go for rehearsals. I'm talking to you. You are a chorister. You don't come. But on when you are going to sing, you want to come and sing. And then you come and create problem for everybody. So this, 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 what I'm saying is that it's important for you to take your availability, your being around, your always be around. If you say you belong to this group, then then belong to the group. If you, that's what you claim. And I believe it's going to be a blessing. So I, I don't think we have so much time today. All we are saying is that for you to be a leader in the house of God, you have to, have to know God yourself. Know somebody. You know God yourself. And then secondly, you have to have books, videos, preaching, listening. Other people have been there and you want to follow them. Then number three, you have to uh, learn how to fast. 
But Jesus Christ began his earthly ministry with 40 days and 40 nights fasting. You may not be able to do that, or you can do that, but at least whatever days that you choose, you have to do it. And then finally, you are going to be trained, so definitely you are supposed to be available. You cannot be trained in absentia. And I pray that God will bless you. Father, I pray for my, my hearers. Bless them and guide their ways. Help them to become that man of God you have destined them to become. That leader you have in mind. In Jesus Christ's name. If this 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 broadcast cannot end without you giving your life to Christ. If you are here and you want to surrender your life. Maybe you are a Christian. You are backslidden. But I want to say, Father, I want to come back to you. I want to surrender my life to you. Pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, this day I have heard your word. Come into my heart. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. See you next week. Same time next week. You are blessed.